While you were folding season two, episode four, my morning prayer ritual. Hi, I'm Catherine Boucher, and you're listening to While You Were Folding. This show is my weekly excuse to talk about my favorite things. Lately, that's faith, marriage, parenting, books, homeschooling, life in the country, and the messy moments in between. I've been a wife to Philip for 13 years and a mother for 11. He's a pediatrician, I'm at home full-time, and we have six kids on earth, one in heaven, and they teach us something new every day. I am not an expert, but it is my prayer that this show will be a conversation starter on the things that matter, as well as some things that are just fun, and that you will share what you heard while you were folding. Let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray. Loving Father, I come to you today. I ask you to help all of us to want to want to deepen our prayer lives, whether we're just getting started with prayer and still feel really uncomfortable with it and figuring out what it's all about, or if we have been comfortable with prayer from a young age. It's just like marriage. There are always ways to learn about you, our beloved, when we just decide to show up and to spend quality time together. Help all of us to let go of any preconceived ideas we might have about what prayer is all about, and help us to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Help us to know what it is that you want us to hear and help us to know how much you want to be with us. Also, help us to be creative in finding ways to spend time with you and to be willing to ask for that time from our loved ones and to work within the real demands of our vocations and the chapter of life that we might be in so that we can find a way to make our prayer lives work right now. We ask all of this through your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, so before I jump into this week's topic about my morning prayer ritual, I want to be sure and let you know, yes, you probably do hear screaming children in the background. It is 4.30 on a Tuesday, and typically at this time, I am having a weekly break out of the house while our amazing sitter, Jessica, is here with the kids keeping the fort down. But today, I'm choosing to record ahead of time. Um, So thank you, Jessica. I am so grateful to you for allowing me to have this time down here. And also, listeners, I'm recording this just a couple days after Halloween, so your house probably has recovered from Halloween by now, but right now we're in the just a couple days after staying up too late, 
having a little bit more sugar than usual (laughs) situation. Um, But I thought maybe this extra volume and the sounds of life would be a really good glimpse into what it typically sounds like during my morning prayer time. (laughs) Um, So I thought, you know, when I was just getting started out with marriage and having kiddos and staying at home full time, that was when I started to have a much richer personal prayer life. And I thought I would share a little bit about uh, my actual physical prayer space and what that looks like. And then also what I like to do lately during my personal prayer time and how that's changed. Um, I just thought I'd share about that in the hopes that it would be encouraging to someone who's just getting started with prayer, or maybe you've been praying for a long time and you're just wanting to hear about how someone else does it. I love hearing specifics about how other people like to do things. Um, it's just encouraging. It helps give me new ideas. So I thought it would be fun to do that today because I know my morning prayer time has really been sustaining me throughout my motherhood, especially. And as you enter into different seasons of life, you realize how important those fixtures of your day and that time with Jesus can really get you through those more difficult days and the good ones too. Um, So let's go ahead and jump in. So the ritual of my morning prayer time, it really has, like I said, completely changed over the course of my marriage and mothering. And I have only recently in the last two months, probably gotten back into what I would call my real quote unquote, real morning prayer time. Um, Helen, our baby, she's five months old now. She's consistently sleeping through the night. So yeah, I know how lucky I am. And I, (laughs) sometimes keep that a little secret to myself so as to not draw the ire of other mothers with kiddos who maybe are not sleeping through the night. Um, But Helen has made it so that it's possible for me to carve out some time in the mornings to go down to the basement office where I record podcast episodes. And Philip, he wakes up super early to get his day started to do some stuff for his job and some different things that he does on the side. And then he takes care of the kids and gets breakfast taken care of while I have my uninterrupted headspace with Jesus. So to start, let's talk about the physical setup of my prayer space. So like I said, it's currently in our basement office. There's a desk in front of the window and I have a swivel office chair down there and I have a big fluffy blanket waiting on my chair for me. And I've set up some bookends with my favorite books that I like to have for my prayer time. I have my Bible. I have a couple of saint biographies and some spiritual inspiration books. I have my lighter with my scented candles. I've got a box of tissues for those allergy mornings or the really emotional days. I've got my favorite pens. I have my phone on do not disturb. 
And I keep an alarm on it so that I can completely let myself enter into the prayer zone and also keep my morning on track. And also on my phone, I have a music playlist that I like to listen to. And having my own dedicated space has been huge. I think early on in mothering, I thought, well, I don't have to necessarily have a physical space. I can just go about my day and pray when I can. And that was nice in theory, and it has to be that way in some ages and stages of life. But for me, having my own dedicated prayer space and having it all set up has really helped me to be faithful to my prayer time. And I cannot tell you how much it meant to me the first time I set up a prayer space like this to have my own area carved out in the house that gets relatively left undisturbed. The kids come down here for their music lessons and things. So sometimes I'll find guitar picks or their music books on the desk, but for the most part, it's pretty much an undisturbed space. So I have my physical space set up and I will bring down a cup of hot coffee. Philip actually got me an espresso a few years ago and yeah, that might be my favorite present ever. (laughs) The coffee helps to warm up my hands. I get really cold hands and feet. I've already talked about my slippers on the podcast, so you know how important it is to me to have my warm feet. Well, the coffee helps my hands and it helps me to wake up and transition into the day. And I've got my big, cozy, fluffy blanket on my lap. And I like to use a book weight to keep whatever I'm reading open so that that way my hands are free so that I can keep them wrapped around my coffee mug. And I absolutely love my Polish pottery coffee mug, Polish pottery. I just think there's something really special about the paint on it. And Philip and I got Polish pottery dishes when we first got married. And unfortunately, almost all of our plates have been broken over the course of time by our children. Maybe down the road, we'll invest in a new set of everyday dinner plates and salad plates. But for now, I just have the mugs and they're my favorite. Um, I want to go back to that book weight. So the book weight Actually, this is kind of an aside. (laughs) Santa brought everyone their own book weight in their stockings last year for Christmas, and we use them every day in our homeschool. They are fantastic because they allow us to pass Helen around the classroom table (laughs) so that everyone can follow along with whatever book we're reading and keep the book open, or maybe they're coloring something while they want to refer to a book. Anyway, we use them all the time. If you do not have a book weight in your life, I'll have I'll have a link in the show notes. Instead of doing show and tell today with all my favorite things, I'll just have a link to everything that I mention. So the uh, book weight is huge. The Polish pottery coffee mugs are my favorite. And then for the candles, lately I am loving the Bath and Body Works scented candles. My one that I have in the office right now is pumpkin pecan waffles. And my second one is blueberry maple pancakes. 
Um, I didn't realize until I started recording this podcast that both of those candles are breakfast items. Uh, I don't know what that says (laughs) about me, but they're my favorite fall candles of the moment. Um, so the candles, I love it because it creates some ambiance and it makes the space feel cozy. I love the way it smells, but it also makes my morning prayer time feel more like a morning liturgy. And I rotate through different candles around here. Um, so it just makes things feel nice and cozy when I'm first waking up, especially in the winter months when things are so dark. And next, I wanted to be sure and mention the music. So twofold reason behind the music that I listen to. It's not only beautiful, but it adds a sound barrier to my time in prayer. Um, If you have young children, you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) So Philip and I have an understanding and it has taken our kids a while to figure this out. And every now and then, I'll have a kiddo show up down here during my morning prayer time, and that's fine. Um, But in general, it's my uninterrupted morning headspace time to just get to be with Jesus before I jump into the day as a homeschooling mom. So with the music on, I'm not able, I can still hear that there's life and things happening around me, but I can't hear the specific words. It helps me just to stay more focused on whatever it is that I'm praying about or if I'm trying to have silence just to listen to whatever God's trying to tell me. And the music that I like to listen to lately, I've been listening to the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of the Apostles. They have tons of different albums for all the different liturgical seasons. Um, More often than not, I like to listen to Let's see. I have a list right here. Angels and Saints at Ephesus. They also have one called Adoration at Ephesus. They have a new one called Christ the King. Um, And then they have ones for Lent, Advent, Christmas, and Easter. So if you're looking for some beautiful music to keep on in the background while you're having your prayer time, I highly recommend them. Um, So the music is a must. And again, that's the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of the Apostles. And I'll have links to that in the show notes. So if you do not already have a physical prayer space, consider making one. And I also want to encourage you, I have not always had a dedicated desk area. Maybe your prayer space is going to be a chair in your family room, and it's going to have a basket next to it. And it's going to have your Bible, your pen, maybe there's a candle, maybe you are not in a stage of life where it's a good idea to have a candle. Um, Maybe you have music, but put it in a spot where it can stay put. Maybe it's a corner where you have a home altar set up with a beautiful crucifix or a statue and your Bible can rest there with your prayer journal next to it. Or maybe it's as simple as your nightstand and you keep your Bible and whatever materials you want right there. Just make sure it's a spot where it keeps it easy for you to keep all your stuff together, and it helps you to stay committed to making your prayer time happen. And pray about it. Think about how you can speak with your family about how important it is to you to have that prayer time. 
but be realistic about the chapter of life that you're in as well and be flexible and focus on right now. What is reasonable in terms of the actual amount of time you can dedicate to your prayer life as well as what's realistic for what it can look like. Okay, so now that I've talked about the physical prayer space, I wanted to just touch a little bit on what I actually do when I get to my prayer space. Once I've lit the candle and everything is set up, if I'm totally honest, it completely depends on the day. And I go through different phases. I like to do different things depending on what where we are in the liturgical calendar. But more often than not, I spend time reading through that day's mass readings. So if you're not Catholic, um, we have a three-year cycle of mass readings, the readings from the Bible that are read throughout the year. And if you read through all of the mass readings over the course of three years, you've basically read through all of sacred scripture, which is amazing. (laughs) So the lazy person's way of going about reading the Bible is just read through the daily mass readings. And it's great because you have these beautiful connections that are being made between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I really like to read from the Magnificat. I'm actually going to write that down. I did not include that in my favorite things here. Magnificat. I'll be sure to link to that in the show notes. So Magnificat is just like a little magazine, I would call it. And it has all the mass readings for the day, but it also has some beautiful insights from saints, priests, sisters, laymen and women about the day's gospel reading. So that is awesome. And I really enjoy reading through that. So I do the mass readings, maybe read a reflection. Sometimes I might read a snippet from my latest saint biography or a spiritual inspiration book. But my favorite way to pray is to start with those things and then to talk with God about it in prayer. I usually start with scripture because, you know, that's God's love language. It's his love letter, I mean to say, to all of us. And it's a great way. Every time I open the Bible, I'm a different person and there's something happening within my life and the lens through which I'm looking at it has changed from the last time I read it. So there's always something new for me to find in sacred scripture that God's trying to teach me. And then after I've spent some time reading in scripture, maybe I've read a little bit of a new book that I'm reading through. I try to end the time with my eyes closed in silence and remembering to spend that time just being with God and doing my best to try and listen. And here's where I have to be really honest. There are some days where maybe I didn't sleep well the night before Maybe I'm feeling really empty or stressed out about something, or maybe I'm really sad, or I don't feel like I have the words to pray that day. And on those days, that's when it is especially tempting to fill the whole time with reading about God instead of listening to him. (laughs) And 
I have learned that it is always best for me on those days to keep my hands busy by holding my cup of coffee and close my eyes. And my favorite thing to do when I remember on those days is to, when I breathe in, I pray the words, most sacred heart of Jesus. And then when I breathe out, I say, I place my trust in you. So I breathe in most sacred heart of Jesus, breathe out, I place my trust in you. And I do that over and over and over again. And sometimes that's all that I do. And sometimes I just have five minutes. And sometimes there's a crying two-year-old upstairs like there is at this moment. And maybe you can hear her on the podcast. And it is worth every moment of taking those deep breaths and then pausing and listening. And it's really hard to do that on the days where I'm feeling distracted or empty or stressed out. But those are the days when I know I need that prayer time the most. And I have to do that throughout the day too. But I want to encourage you that if you're not in a chapter where you're able to even be hands-free and do something like prayer journaling or getting to the daily readings, that that's not what a quote-unquote good prayer life looks like. My prayer life looks different from day to day and stage to stage. And I think about my prayer life, even just a few weeks ago, I was sharing my morning prayer time with my breast pump (laughs) a few weeks ago, but I finally reached the breaking point with triple feeding after nearly five months and have started the weaning process. And so now I'm to a time where I am no longer pumping or nursing. So I'm able to be hands-free. I have a little bit more time in the mornings, but If I go back to when I was pregnant, when I was really sick, and when I was in the newborn stage, I wasn't sleeping very much, so my morning prayer life looked like having a prayer of the morning offering every time I woke up for feedings, or if I was nursing or sitting still with baby Helen. And then when I get to stages where I have a baby that sleeps reliably through the night, or if my youngest is a toddler, then I'm able to be hands-free again, and I can pick up my prayer journal But please, I already said it, and I'm going to say it again, let go of the idea that a quote unquote good prayer life has to look a certain way because your kids, your husband, they're not sabotaging your prayer life. God gave you your vocation and that includes your beautiful babies, your husband, and all of the commitments that come with that. So I promise they are not a distraction from your prayer life. They are exactly where you're supposed to be. But that doesn't mean that your prayer life is not worth the time and the investment. So I already said this, and I'm going to say it again, figure out what's appropriate for your stage in life and spend some time talking with your husband about about that and spend some time talking about it for him too, because both of you need that time. And it's important that you're both prioritizing that for one another and valuing that for one another, because the primary relationship is each of you with God individually before your marriage even. And you're both going to be better spouses for having that prayer life 
in the first place of importance. It is so much easier for me to see after having had six babies that all of these phases that we go through are so quick. They are so temporary and it is most important to figure out what will work right now in this moment, in this age, in this stage, instead of wishing for once for what once was in my prayer life. It is such a waste of time for me to think about the hours that I used to be able to spend in college in prayer versus what I'm able to do right now. It's not where I am. It's not where God's placed me. It's not what I'm supposed to be faithful to. So to wish for regular holy hours and time and adoration is not realistic right now. And I need to be able to let go of that. And I need to make the most of the time that God's given me, not in a productivity sense, like our culture prioritizes time, but in a sense of just making that time more meaningful, making the time slow down, doing my prayer life with intentionality. And I've talked about this before on the podcast, but we talk about how there's a temptation for mothers, especially young mothers that have difficulty with carving out the the dedicated prayer time to saying my life is a prayer. And yes, there's absolutely truth to that, that when you go about your day with intentionality, with doing everything that's put before you, whether it's homeschooling, doing dishes, helping a child to scrape off their ouchie and giving them a bandage to do it all out of love for Jesus. Yes, your life is a prayer in that way, but that doesn't get you off the hook from trying to carve out dedicated time. It can just be five minutes and that's okay. But to make sure that you're giving God a place of prominence in your day to give him your first fruits. That's why I love morning prayer time because I don't know about you, but if I'm going to make sure anything happens in my day, so long as I'm in a chapter where I'm out of survival mode, I don't have a newborn, I'm not nursing, that kind of thing. It is so important for me personally to make sure my morning prayer time happens my, I just call it morning prayer time because that's when it happens. If my prayer time doesn't happen first thing in the morning, it's very difficult for me to find a way for it to happen in a dedicated way. So if it's possible for you right now, I encourage you to look at first thing in the morning as a possibility for your morning prayer time. But maybe you have reliable afternoon nappers and that's a great time for you. Maybe you are a superhuman and you're able to make your prayer time happen before bed. I don't understand (laughs) how that works. Um, but I think that that's fantastic if that's what works for you. Maybe it's right after lunch when your kids are playing outside. I don't know. You think about it, pray about it, talk with your husband about it and figure out a way to make sure it's happening for the both of you. I hope that that is helpful. I would love to know if you have anything to add. What does your prayer life look like right now? Has it changed like mine has over the course of time? What does it look like for you when you're in a season of survival mode? Maybe you have some advice for someone who is in that newborn stage. What has worked for you in the past? I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. Please email me at podcast at katherineboucher.com, or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. 
Usually at this point in the show, this is where I do show and tell where I share something that is bringing me joy right now. But this week, I'm just sharing all the links to all of my favorite things that are enriching my morning prayer time. That's the music from the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, my scented candles from Bath and Body Works, the blueberry maple pancake and pumpkin pecan waffles, my Polish pottery coffee mugs, my weighted bookmark. Oh, I forgot to mention my pens. This is so important, especially my left-handed friends. <laughs> The pens that I am loving are the Sharpie Fine Point pens. My very favorite one is the purple one, but they stopped making those only in purple packages. So you have to get the multi-pack, which I will link to in the show notes. But these pens are great because they kind of like the, what do you call them? The gel tip ones. They have that kind of a weight to them and the ink looks like them, but they don't bleed and then you don't get it all over your hand when you write. So Sharpie, fine tip pens. And then the last one that I link to is the Magnificat magazine with the daily readings and reflections on the daily gospel. That's it for this week. I would love to include your voice on the show. Do you have any thoughts to add to my discussion about setting up a physical prayer space or how your prayer life has changed over time? What about what you do when you get to your prayer spot? Tell me all about it and share what's worked for you throughout the various phases of single life, marriage, and motherhood. If you have any thoughts on today's episode or have a question you'd like me to take up in a future episode, please get in touch. You can email me at podcast at katherineboucher.com or find me on Facebook or Instagram or my favorite, leave me a voicemail on Voxer. That's the free walkie talkie app. Just search for Catherine Boucher on there and on social media. Let's keep growing the While You Are Folding community. Please share the show with a friend. Word of mouth is my favorite way to share the show. That is how we keep growing. And if you haven't already, please leave a rating and a review in iTunes. And if you don't know how to do that, I'll include a link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, don't be afraid to begin again and share what you heard while you were folding.